has God helped you in the months that are past? Have you received any help from God at all? If we put our trust in men, they can disappoint us. If I he tells us man is limited, God of Jacob, who is our God, he lives forevermore. He is our helper. He is our helper. For anyone who we believe, the days have come. From wherever you are listening to me, God has sent me to you and to let you know, you shall be remembered for favor. I say you shall be remembered to be favored. No other name like Jesus. No other name like Jesus. No other name like Jesus. Can you just thank the Lord because you know that name? Can you just appreciate him because you are called by that name? Thank you, Jesus. No other name like Jesus. No, 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 no. Thank you for the powerful name of Jesus. The merciful name of Jesus. The glorious name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for bringing us to the first Sunday in a new month. We don't want to take it for granted. We want to say thank you, Lord. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. Take all the adoration. We worship you. We worship you. We thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord. Thank you for our gathering together, which is unto you today. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have worship. In Jesus' name, we have worship. In Jesus' name, we have worship. Shall we pray? of glory, Lord of lords, we worship and exalt your name. We thank you for this new month. We thank you for this new quarter. Glory and honor be unto you in Jesus' name. Thank you for what you have been doing since January. Thank you for what you have been doing since the beginning of this year. We worship and appreciate you in Jesus' name. Father Lord, throughout this year, Lord, you have been feeding us with your word. And if there's anything that is still standing in the world today, it is your word. I pray that the entrance of your word today will give light to every era in the name of Jesus. At the release of your word today, let's faith rise up in us, Father, to catch that rema out of the logos of this word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless and we exalt your name, Lord. We have prayed, Lord, Father, and we are still praying that, Lord, every reproach in our lives will be rolled away. By the release of this world today, let every reproach be rolled away in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name, O Lord. We commit your son that you are about to use to your hand. We ask that, Lord, as you open his mouth, you will fill it up in Jesus' name. And we come against every selling and buying spirit. We ask in the name of the Lord Jesus that they are bind forever in the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, to your name, O Lord. For we ask with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have a seat.
I want to thank God for another opportunity to gather together in a new month. I want to thank God for His grace that we have enjoyed from the beginning of the year. And here we are in the last few months of the year. And it's my prayer for everyone listening to me. God's blessings for our life will not elude us in the name of Jesus. The great abundance that God has promised us, none of us will miss it in the name of Jesus. Can we turn our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 17? And for the exigency of time, I want us to read just verse 26. 1 Samuel chapter 17, I'll read verse 26. 1 Samuel chapter 20, uh, 17, I'll read verse 26. And David spake to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man? Who kills these Philistines and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the army of the living God? It's my prayer today. Everything that is defying God, the glory of God in your life, shall be removed in the name of Jesus. I say anything and everything that defies God in your life shall be removed in the name of Jesus. In this passage of scripture, it's a story of how a Philistine, Goliath by name, went about boasting about his strength. His military strength, his achievement against the people of God. Soldiers, trained soldiers were there. They couldn't do anything. That's to let us understand the issue of overcoming reproach is not based on military strength. The Bible says for 40 days and night, Goliath will be boasting. Can Israel bring out someone to fight me? And everyone in the Israeli camp, they were shrinking. No one could come out. Every evil that is boasting against your life, they shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Until when David came and he saw what was happening as a reproach. As I look at that verse, all the Israelites who were there, as capable as they were, they could do nothing about it. So they took the reproach as if it's a normal thing. That's why I stand this day to address every reproach that has taken so long in your life and it seems as if it's a normal thing. In the name that is above every name, 
every such reproach shall be removed in the name of Jesus. Nobody could do anything. It was as if that reproach was something normal. And when Goliath will boast, everybody will shrink. But thank God that David came up on the scene. That's why I want to appeal to everyone as we come into this week of transfiguration. Please avail yourself of this time to pray together. We shall overcome every reproach in the name of Jesus. God brought David to the scene. And David looked at him and said, this is an abnormality. Listen to me, church. Any reproach in your life is an abnormality. And you must be ready to take an action. So David said, since every one of you has seen it as if it's something normal, I see it as an abnormality. What shall be done to any man who takes away this reproach? I want you to know that the boast of David was not in his strength. Because for those of you who know the story, when Saul brought all the armor and said, you are a boy, you can face this man, and puts on him all the armor that was needed to fight the physical war, David said something, I have not tried this before. But I have tried something. I have tried the name of Jesus. I have tried the blood of Jesus. I have tried the authority that's in that name. What is it that I'm talking about this morning? I want to make some comments about reproach. Some comments about my concern about reproach and how we can conquer reproach. Anything that takes away the glory of God in your life is a reproach. Anything and everything that does not make people attribute and accept and see God's glory in your life is a reproach. Reproach makes someone to be ridiculed, makes someone to be insulted. That's what Goliath was doing to the Israeli army, to ridicule them. I am a man of war. You say you have a living God. Let someone come. If they can fight me, what an insult. So anything that makes people to insult God in your life, that makes God to be ridiculed in your life is a reproach. That's why when you read that verse in the NIV, he calls reproach a disgrace. What shall be done to a man who is able to remove this disgrace? So reproach could be described as something that brings disgrace. As I look at the verse that we have read, the army of the living God became a laughing stock. Can you imagine the scenario? The Philistines with Goliath in front 
will be looking at the Israelite when he will be busted. And they will see the fear, the fidgeting in the life of the Israelite. And they will be making mockery of them. So I see reproach as something that brings contempt. Something that brings mockery. Something that makes one to become a laughing stock. Something that brings humiliation. Something that brings shame. That is a reproach. And I have come this day in the authority that's in the name of Jesus. Everything that could be described as a reproach in your life, they shall be dealt with in the name of Jesus. Can you give me a resounding amen? Reproach is what makes people to scorn at you. Look at the way when the psalmist was going through a situation in life. Look at the way he puts it in Psalm 44. Trying to describe the scenario that reproach brings. Psalm 44 and I read from verse 13. Psalm 44 and I read from verse 13. The psalmist was right and he said, You made me a reproach to my neighbors. A scorn and a derision to those all around me. You made me a byword among the nations. A shaking of the head among the people. My dishonor is continually before me and the shame of my face has covered me because of the voice of him who reproaches and reviles because of the enemies and the avengers. When you look at those statements that I have read, you see the psalmist talking of reproach as a scorn. That's in verse 13. In verse 14, he calls it a byword. In that same verse, he says, it's the shaking of the head. People look at you, and all they could do is to shake their head in dismay of the reproach that is in that life. In verse 15, he calls it a dishonor. And in that same verse, he uses the word shame. Those are words that describe reproach. And when all these things happen, it affects a human being. Emotionally, physically, socially, and spiritually. And that also could happen to a nation. Because it was Goliath that came out. But that reproach is to the whole of Israel. So the reproach we are talking about could be to an individual. It could also be to a collection of people. It could be to a community. It could be to a town. It could be to a city. But I stand this day by the authority that's in the name of Jesus. 
Every reproach shall be wiped away in the name of Jesus. So we see reproach appearing in various forms. When mockers come, when scorn people come, and we see it appearing in various forms. Reproach could appear in form of barrenness. A lot of examples abound in the scriptures. Reproach could appear as defeat. And that was why when the walls of Jerusalem were pulled down, Nehemiah cried. He wept. said, this is a reproach. Poverty is a form of reproach. Moral failure is a form of reproach. Rejection is a form of reproach. Sickness and diseases is a form of reproach. Hard life is a form of reproach. So reproaches appear in various forms. Delay in achievement also could bring reproach. So reproach can come in various forms and in various shades. And that's why we must rise up as people who are connected with God as we pray together, as we stand on God's word to deal with reproach in whatever form it can appear. Hallelujah. 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 What are my concerns about reproaches? Haven't told you some few things as what I call my comments on them. What are my concerns? My first concern is the fact that sin brings reproach to a life. What did I say? I can't hear you. Sin brings reproach to any life. That's why the wisdom writer says, righteousness exalts elation. But sin is a reproach to any people. Sin is a reproach to any person. So listen to me, church. Whether by sin of commission or by sin of omission, sin is sin. Sin is what? Sin is what? And sin brings reproach. Normally in Christendom, when we talk about sin, we'll be looking at the issue of immorality. Yes, that is sin. And it brings reproach. And examples are bound in scripture. Samson is one of them. He lived a life of immorality. He lost his glory. He died before his time. So sin of commission, yes, brings reproach. But I also want you to know sin of omission brings reproach. That's why we've got to be careful. 
how we live our lives such that, yes, you are not involved in sin of commission. What, what a sin of omission? Carelessness. Carelessness. Careless talk. You know, in Matthew 12, verse 37, it says, by our words, we can either be justified or by our word, we can be condemned. So by careless words, you can introduce reproach into your life. Hallelujah. That's why you find that the Bible tells us something. You know, in Matthew 27, in Matthew 27, in verses 24 and 25, when Jesus was to be crucified, the Bible says that these people stood before Pilate to accuse Jesus. And they wanted him condemned. Pilate knew that something is wrong somewhere. The wife had come to tell him, wash your hands of this trouble. But with all that, they were bent. So the Bible tells us, when Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumor was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to eat. Verse 25. Now look at what they said. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. They brought a reproach even to generations yet unborn. Careless words. Careless words. His blood be upon us and our children. Sin of omission. They will not understand the gravity of what they have said. That's an example for us. So that we examine our lives. How are we living our lives? I'm talking about my concern about reproach. Another concern I have is concern a lie. The Bible tells us because he honored his children above God and allowed them to do whatsoever they like. God said, and I want us to read it. God said concerning Eli in 1 Samuel chapter 2. Let's read from verse 29. 1 Samuel chapter 2. I'll read from verse 29. Why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering? which I have commanded in my dwelling place. And honor your sons more than me to make yourself fat with the best of all the offerings of Israel, my people. Stop there, media, for me for a moment. And that's where I want to talk to parents. Please, 
don't honor your children more than God. Can I hear an amen in the house? Listen to me, church. Some of us, our children stay with us, but they are the one controlling us. If they tell you, we are no more coming to your church, hey, you see, it's a life in which there is liberty, and you allow them to go to where they will teach them something that is wrong, and they come back to your house, and then to challenge you, and say, where are you reading your own Bible? This is what is happening here. Eli honored his son more than God. I'm talking about sin of omission. We take some of these things lightly. Instead of you to put your feet down and say, as long as you are in my house, by the grace of God, I'm a child of God. And I know what God says. This shall be the rule here. See, it doesn't really matter. Eh, you see, eh, things are changing. May the Lord have mercy. That's why when I hear these children, see, see uh, parents, listen to your children. We are the leaders of tomorrow. I say, keep quiet. Children too, listen to your parents. We are the ones that gave back to you. We have more wisdom than you are. Can I hear an amen in the house? He honored his sons. More than God. It doesn't really matter. Look at the consequence. Let's go on. Verse 30. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel said, I say, indeed that your house and your house of your father will walk before me forever. But now, the Lord said, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Verse 31. Behold, the days are coming that I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house so that there will not be an old man in your house. Verse 32. And you will see an enemy in my dwelling place despite all the good that which God does for Israel. And there shall not be an old man in your house forever. Verse 33. But any of your men whom I do not cut from my altar shall consume your eyes and grieve your heart. And all the descendants of your house shall die in the flower of their age. Verse 34. Now, this shall be a sign to you that will come upon you, your two sons, on Ophni and Phinehas. In one day, they shall die, both of them. Reproach came in because a man failed by what I describe as sin of omission and brought reproach even on generations yet unborn. Because you know, more, uh, chapters later, you saw that, one, there was no old man living in Eli's family. They were cut short. And when that happened, the Bible referred and said, that was the reproach, the cause that happened. Many much earlier. 
my concern about reproach. Let me summarize this way. Some reproaches can be self-inflicted. Some reproaches can be self-inherited. Some reproaches can be based on circumstances. For what Eli said, for what else who stood when Jesus was to be crucified, they inflicted reproaches both on them, on themselves and generation yet to be born. The same thing happened because of Eli's disregard for God. Generation yet unborn had that reproach inflicted on them. So it can be self-inflicted, it can be self-inherited. That's why the Bible tells us in Acts 3, a man was born lame. John 9, a man was born blind. And in John 9, the Bible said the disciples came to Jesus. Who sin? Is this this man or his parents? Jesus said none of them. So that reproach was inherited. But he says, this happened that the glory of God might be revealed. In other words, as long as that blindness remains, glory is cut off. I stand to address everything that cuts off God's glory over your life. They shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Circumstantial reproaches. Naomi is an example. There was famine in a land. And he learned that there is food in Moab. The Bible says, Elimelech and Naomi and their two sons. They went there. You know the story. They said, we are just going for a while. But read your Bible very well. A while became 10 years. And before you know it, the son, first son died. Second son died. Husband died. It was then he remembered that there is now food in Ju Judah. He wanted to go back. Don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara. Sweetness has turned to bitterness. I stand by the authority of God. Every circumstantial issue that will make your sweetness to become bitterness, they shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus. My concern about reproaches. Let's move a bit further. Haven't talked about my comments, my concern. Let me quickly talk about how do we conquer reproaches? How do we conquer reproaches? Let's turn our Bible to a messianic prophecy of what God Oh, before we read that, let's read Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 to 22. Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 to 22. And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked war, yet now he has reconciled. Verse 22. In the body of his flesh, through death, to present you holy, and blameless and above reproach in his sight. So a connection with Jesus, a coming to Jesus in sincerity can conquer reproach. That's why I say, 
Come unto me, all you that are weary and are heavy laden. What did he say he would do? I will give you rest. Coming to Jesus. Connecting with Jesus. Is a way by which we can conquer reproach. He said, when you come into Jesus, when he died on the cross, he has dealt with every form of reproach, every form of blame, every form of insult, everything that could make you a laughing stock, everything that could make people scorn at you, he nailed them to the cross. So a coming to Jesus, a connection with Jesus is the beginning point. For conquering reproach. Are you listening to me? You have not given your life to Jesus. That's why Jesus died. That's why he was crucified. That you and I can become blameless. Unreproachable by the finished work of Calvary. In Isaiah chapter 25, let's see this messianic prophecy of what God says I will do for my people who comes to me. I am going to deal with every dreadfulness that will be in the world. But for my own people, this is what I am set to do. Conquering every form of of reproach by the finished work that God did through his son. Isaiah chapter 25. Let's read from verse 4. Isaiah chapter 25. For you have seen, you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm a shade from the heat for the blast of the terrible ones is like a storm against the wall. Media, can you just hold on a bit? That is a messianic prophecy, proclamation, saying what God will do by the finished work of Calvary. And he says, look, for those who are poor, I am ready to give them strength. And he says, is a strength to the needy in their distress. I've told you, wherever there is a reproach, there will be stress. I was listening to a medical man talking about how to overcome stress and so on. You know, among everything he said, that I love so much. He talks about, he said, even the issue of loving one another, being in good relationship. He says it helps you to overcome stress. And he says even in medical science that we are looking at the issue of love. And I say, wow, the Bible is being fulfilled. Hallelujah. Love, being compassionate. So when there is a need, stress comes. But listen to me, child. One of the things that Christ has come to do is to give strength to the needy in their distress. I prophesy to everyone under the sound of my voice. 
and you are going through any form of distress, receive the strength of the Lord. I say receive the strength of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. A refuge from the storm. Wherever there is a reproach, it's like a storm in a life. It's like a storm in a life. And this scripture says, this our God can give refuge in a storm. I prophesy to everyone going through a reproach that is like a storm that God will show up. We be your refuge in the name of Jesus. He says a shield, a shade from the heat. Listen to me, Joe. When there is reproach, heat will come. Heat will come. Have you seen people sweating under air conditioner? Something is heating them with thee. But I stand to declare, God will be your shame from every heat in the name of Jesus. And from every blast of the terrible one, you shall not be destroyed in the name of Jesus. That's a provision that God has done for us through Jesus. Verse 5. He goes on to say, you will reduce the noise of the aliens. Aliens are strangers. They are those mocking us. But God says, I will reduce their voice. Every voice, evil voice against your life shall be reduced in the name of Jesus. I said they shall be reduced in the name of Jesus. He says, as heat in a dry place, as heat in the shadow of a cloud, the songs of the terrible one will be what? Will be diminished. The song of the terrible one over your life shall diminish in the name of Jesus. It shall diminish in the name of Jesus. There is a song of the terrible. You know, Perlina was singing a song to Hannah when Hannah didn't have a child. But the Bible makes me to understand at the end of the day, Hannah laughed last. You shall laugh last. In the name that is above every name, you shall laugh last. Verse 6. Verse 6. And in this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all the people a feast of choice pieces. Hey, hey, hey. On this mountain, I want to plead with you as we come into the week of transfiguration. It's a mountain of transfiguration that we are building up. God said, I am bringing a feast. Can you tell your neighbor, God is bringing a feast? Hey, can you shout it? God is bringing a feast. Can you say one more time? God is bringing a feast. He said it's a feast of what? Choice pieces. Choice pieces. May you not miss your own in the name of Jesus. He's coming with choice pieces. A feast of wine on the lees of fat things 
full of marrow of very fine wine on the leaves. Listen to me, church. Reproaches shall be wiped away. Joy shall be our portion. I say joy shall be our portion. Joy shall be our portion. In the name of Jesus. Says a feast of wine, of fat things, full of marrows, well refined wines, on the lees. That's what God has done on the cross. Verse 7, very quickly. He will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all the people. Every evil covering all is removed now in the name of Jesus. I say it's removed now in the name of Jesus. I say it's removed now in the name of Jesus. Every covering that is cast over us, say it will be removed. Ha ha. And the veil that is spread over the nation. Every veil over Nigeria is cast off now in the name of Jesus. It is cast off now in the name of Jesus. Hey, I say it is cast off now in the name of Jesus. Verse 8. He will swallow up death forever. <laughs> he will swallow up death forever. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord will wipe away tears. Hey, this is what God says I am set to do. Swallow death. Wipe away tears from all verses. The rebuke of his people, he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken it. Who has spoken it? Who has spoken it? Who has spoken it? Can we be on our feet? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus conquered the world and gave us victory. Victory, victory, hallelujah. Has God helped you in the months that are past? Have you received any help from God at all? If we put our trust in men, they can disappoint us. In fact, he tells us, man is limited. God of Jacob, who is our God, he lives forevermore. He is our helper. He is our helper. For anyone who we believe, the days have come.